0: Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. First Timothy chapter two verse one. Uh, We're going to continue in our series called Survey Says, and I've constructed these messages based upon things that you told me that you wanted me to preach about. And we started this a few weeks ago. Last week we had my friend Phil Valdez here from Passion Life Church, and and California. Wasn't that a great message he brought last week? My goodness, that was so good. Really blessed by his ministry. And um, so we began this um, four weeks ago, I guess. We we're talking about prayer. It was the most requested um, thing that, that you wanted me to talk about. So that's why we're discussing this. And we talked about uh, the different types of prayers. Uh, we started, and well, let's just read the the text right quick, and then we'll get into it. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 says, Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. And remember, we made an acronym out of supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving, which is SPIT. Spit it out. That's what praying is about. Spitting it out. Letting God hear your requests, letting them be made known to God. We talked about supplications, which is the... This type of prayer is a prayer for supply—the things that you need, the things that you're requesting personally in your own life in your family. and your family—and uh, and so God, knowing that we are intrinsically and instinctively selfish, uh, offers the selfish prayer first for us to pray, and uh, that's very gracious of Him, isn't it? And this—and but all of these things, supplications, prayers, intercessions—remember, all are bathed in thanksgiving, and that, which is the expression of. Our faith that we believe that we have what we ask for. Otherwise, why thank him for it? But we thank him um, because we believe him. And we talked about in Matthew, uh, Mark chapter 11 when Jesus said that whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes those things that he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And one thing that we... And before that, he says, have faith in God. And then he says, verses 23 and 24 of Mark 11. But it's important that we understand just how Jesus teaches us to pray. And what he's concerned about in just these few verses that I just talked about, more than who is praying and more than what is being prayed about, because he simply generalized it. He said, (laughs) whoever and whatever. But the key is to believe that you receive. That's what he's concerned about our prayers become effective prayers when they are prayers of faith and we pray believing God believing that we have what we ask for believing those things that we declare that's why we walk by faith and not by sight because faith speaks the language of God it is the currency if you will of the kingdom of God it's how you access things from the spirit and bring them into the material world. And uh, God is pleased by our faith. Without it, it's impossible to please Him. And so that's why it's important to Him that when we pray, we're not just spinning our, our wheels. We're, we're not coming to Him with desperation, even though we may be desperate. We're not coming to Him because we're needy, even, or based on how needful we are, needy we are, but even though we may be needy, and we are because God made us to need Him. But He has one condition to come, and that is to come by faith and to pray by faith. Amen. We don't have to beg him. You don't have to beg God. He's your father. Amen. Amen. So he wants you to come and receive what is rightfully yours. Because he did not spare Jesus. He didn't even spare his own son. How will he not also with him, the scripture says, freely give us all things. So we pray the prayer supply. And then it says, and prayers. And these prayers are really about what God wants us to pray about. And I encouraged you to go to these scriptures. I think I gave you several scripture references where prayers are written out. The Apostle Paul prayed many of these prayers. And that you take those scripture prayers, those are the will of God, and to pray them over your own life. And uh, he wants you to pray what you want to pray about. He wants you to pray what he wants uh, for your life. And then intercession is where we're going to get into today. And, um, and this is what others who know you, want you to pray about others who know you want you to pray about some of you might remember this it's it's i don't think it's as prevalent now because i think that we've become more educated in the word about the word intercession Um, i can remember that i heard a lot of talk over the years on the subject of intercession and hear things like uh Uh, She has the gift of intercession, or I'm called to be an intercessor, and much has been made of it. But as I was studying intercession in the scriptures, I, I found a very, really, it's a fascinating thing. The word intercession is mentioned four times in the New Testament, four times in the entire New Testament. Isn't that interesting? Only four. And intercessions is once, and that's right here in this passage that we just read. The word intercession, we find it three times in the book of Romans, chapter 8. And then once in Hebrews, chapter 7. And um, all of those references are either the Spirit making intercession for us or Jesus making intercession for us. Aren't you glad that he's making intercession for you today? Hmm? This, this, This is proof that God is truly, truly, truly on our side. Amen. Not only did he do what he did, and giving us His Son, and Jesus dying for our sins and rising from the dead, but also He's continually making intercession. But the thing that's speaking most on your behalf from Him, from Jesus, is His blood. His blood is speaking. Today, right now, it's speaking better things than that of Abel, the Scripture says. Abel's blood was crying out injustice. It needed to be avenged. An innocent man had died, but Jesus, His innocent blood, cried out redemption and forgiveness and forgiveness. And grace to all mankind, praise God. Salvation. So that blood is speaking continually. And the Spirit also is making intercession for us. I love that um, in Romans chapter 8 it says that, that likewise the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. All right? That, that's good to know, isn't it? That the Bible knows that we don't know what to pray for all the time. The Lord knows that about us. And that's why the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Amen. He can, he can bring it to God. Even when all you have is a groan on the inside, you don't know how to put it into words, but he'll do it for you and he'll intercede on your behalf. Praise God. And then uh, Romans, uh, Hebrews chapter 7 talks about Jesus, our high priest. Praise God, who's ever living to make intercession for us. So, and Timothy here is our call. But I want you to know that all of us Say, all of us are called to intercession. Amen. So there's no specific office or gift of intercession. We're all called to it. I'm saying that to correct uh, the error that some are specifically gifted to intercede for others. The truth is, some just pray more than others. Right? Some people just pray more than others. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're more gifted or called to intercession. We're all called to it. Amen. So we're called as the members of the body of christ to bear one another's burdens we support one another and the greatest way that we can support one another spiritually is to pray for one another and as a believer you have two key components to pray effective prayers in in the way of intercession really in, in in any way and we've talked about those one of those already and that is faith in god right the other is the name of jesus faith in god in the name of jesus this gives the your your, your prayer's authority and power. His name is above every name, the Bible says. Amen. So we pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, Acts chapter 3, let's turn there for a moment, and we'll see this in action. In Acts chapter 3, verse 6, then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. Let's read those words again, but what I do have I give you. Ready? Read. But what I do have I give you. That's important. That's important. To give what you do have. Peter didn't, he said, I, I, I don't have what you're asking for, but I do have what you need. What I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Praise God. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. Verse 11 Jump down to verse 11. Now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. Verse 12. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness, we had made this man walk? Verse 16. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Do you see that? His name and faith in his name. That's what made the man walk, that's what brought the miracle. Amen. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 12, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. Now, Jesus did not say that you're going to do greater works than him as in more powerful miracles, greater miracles. What he means is you're going to have more time to do it. He was only here three, three and a half years doing ministry. You're going to do greater works than that. You're going to do much more, many more much many more miracles. (laughs) And whatever you ask, here it is, in my name. First he says, he who believes in me. Verse 13 says, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do. Here he is again showing us. It's not about what you're asking. You can ask anything. It's about what name are you doing it in. Right? We believe that we receive it. And we pray in the name of Jesus. That's how whoever can get whatever and you can ask for anything. Amen. And you'll bear much fruit when you're called on to pray for someone. Be strong for them in faith and in the name of Jesus. Those who have been suffering, those who are sick, those who are battling diseases, many times their faith is tired. They're tired. They need someone standing strong in faith for them. Amen. And let me tell you something. That can be a little daunting sometimes. I've walked into situations, walked into hospitals before where everybody had the look of gloom on their face around the one that's sick, and you just walk in, and there's this heaviness in the room, and it's very tempting to just kind of dumb down and just kind of stoop down and and try to just... Pray a little careful, nice little Jesus prayer. Lord, we just pray you bless them in a special way. Special way? What does that even mean? Huh? No, that, they need to hear you come in there with a word of God in your mouth this, to declare what Steve declared this morning. By his wounds, you are healed in Jesus' name. To speak the word, Lord, thank you. You sent your word and you healed them and you delivered them. Them from their destruction. So I declare in Jesus' name that they are healed. That's what they need. Amen. Anybody can just say it as it is. Because they've already heard the doctor say what it is. And the doctor, that's his job. Or her job. To say what it is, you know. But listen, um, that's, that's not our final authority. The name of Jesus is above every name. Don't ever forget that. And faith in God is the victory that overcomes the world. And Declare these things. Uh, A prayer of faith is really not a prayer asking God what His will is. It's simply declaring His will. Amen. Faith is His will. Another avenue to intercede for others is to pray in the Spirit. Amen. It's good to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Because that's one way to pray when you don't know to pray. But when you pray in the Spirit, He knows what to pray. And if he can just borrow your tongue and your vocal cords for a while, he can get kingdom business done. Amen. Amen. And Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, listen to this. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. It's another way of interceding, praying for one another, is to pray in the Spirit. Amen. Because he knows. and, And when you pray in the Spirit, the Scripture says that you speak the secrets of God, the mysteries, the unseen things, the things you don't know. Amen. But by the Spirit, you can declare those things. Um, there, there are other uh, things that we need to intercede for other people, and one of those is our governing authorities. Come on, can I get a good amen? We need to pray, no matter wh- whether we like them or not. We still live in a, this nation, and we have a, not only do we have an obligation to vote, but, we also, uh, as a, but as the body of Christ and as the church, we have an obligation to pray. Amen. We need to pray for them, for kings and all who are in authority. This is the very next verse, actually, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters. Pray for your spiritual leaders. Your pastor needs your prayers. Amen. Pastors, need your prayers. We do. And Paul continually asked them to pray. He said, pray for us, that thanks." may be given for many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us. Uh, he, he said, pray that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Amen. So pray for those who hurt you. I didn't think I'd get an amen there, but you still need to amen it. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, Jesus says, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Oh, my God. Lord, help us to get this. Help us to stop stooping to the level of fools. Huh? Don't curse those who curse you. Bless them who curse you. Yeah. Huh? Do the do the five-finger wave, not the one-finger wave. <laughs> At least the peace. <laughs> Something. Do good to those. Listen to this. These words, these words come from Jesus. Now these are one of those verses like I said, there are verses I don't like. Can I just admit it to you today? I don't like turn the other cheek. I don't like that verse, but it's there whether I like it or not. Come on. Y'all going to leave me up here all by myself? Huh? This is one of those. Bless those who care. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Now, Jesus is not telling us to do something that he himself is not willing to do. He died for us while we were yet sinners. He demonstrated His love. So since He can expect that of us, that means that we can do it. Amen? Let's take these words to heart today. Intercede for those who who need intercession. You know what's interesting? The first martyr of the church, a man by the name of Stephen, that's who this guy was named after, I think. Or was it renamed after Stephen King? <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, no, it was uh, yeah, Stephen, the first martyr of the church. And Saul, who later became Paul, was standing there consenting to his death. Those that were throwing the rocks, he held their coats for him, and he was consenting to this death of this innocent man. And one of the things that Stephen said in his dying words is that he prayed for these guys. He said, Lord, do not lay this charge against them. And right before this, this is a beautiful thing. You've heard my brother preach this message about Stephen talking about this movement, right? He goes through this long, it's the longest sermon in the scripture. He just goes through this this long history lesson with the Jews. But then he gets to Jesus, and and man, he starts talking about them, how they had killed all the prophets before, and now they crucified Jesus. I mean, he's just giving it to them. And they couldn't take it anymore. And they took up stones to throw at him. And then he says these very blasphemous words. He says, ah, I see heaven open, and the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of God. And that was it for them. That's when they really uh, hurled the rocks at him. But when he saw Jesus, all he had been doing is rebuking, rebuking, calling them out for their sin, for the past sin, the generations of those who had rejected the prophets and rejected Jesus Christ himself, God in the flesh. But then he saw Jesus and his whole tone changed. He saw him who died for him. He saw him who interceded for him and he couldn't help it. But then say, once seeing him, it's Lord, don't lay this charge. He'd been charging them the entire time. Until he saw him. And he said, don't lay this charge against him. And it says, the last thing he says is, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he went to sleep. Saul is standing there. The very next thing that happens is Saul is converted. And later on, Paul writes these words. He says, I am who I am by the grace of God. Somebody interceded for him. He blessed those who cursed him. He prayed for those who were persecuting him. You never know. You just never know what you can do for someone's life. By choosing to be strong in faith, despite what somebody's doing to you, to take it before the Lord, take them before the Lord in prayer, I'm telling you, it can change everything. Hallelujah. I want to finish with this. I want us, if we could, to stand. Because what we're going to do here is we're going to declare the Word. And in doing so, this is a way that we're praying. We're declaring these things because we have faith in God, because we have faith in His Word. When Jesus talked about prayer... He was talking about speaking and declaring and commanding things to happen. Yeah. That's why I said when we pray by faith, we're not asking what the will of God is. We're declaring His will. And I just want to lead you. I know that some of you have, have uh, taken these daily proclamations and made them your own. But if you haven't, we have these available on our app. And every day, you can. I, I want to encourage you to get in the habit of speaking these things over your life. Yeah. Uh, they'll do you a lot of good. Amen. All right, so let's bring that up on the screen, and we're all just going to read together, all right? You ready? Let's read. I declare today that I am in Christ, and Christ is in me. Because I am in Christ, I am a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Because Christ is in me, I have victory over the enemy, for greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I choose to believe God today and walk by faith in his word, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, my faith. In walking by faith, I please God. I receive the promises of God into my life today, and it's by these promises I experience the reality of the life God has for me. I will not be afraid, for it is my Father's good pleasure to give me the kingdom. I have not been given the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He has given me richly all things to enjoy. I have received all things that pertain to life and godliness. I have the advantage wherever I go and in whatever I do. Because I am seated in heavenly places with Christ. God has set before me an open door. And whatever door God opens, no man can shut it. I am surrounded by the shield of God's favor. I have favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Christ became a curse for me. So I am blessed with the blessing of Abraham through Jesus Christ. I am loved by God, and his perfect love casts out fear. His love covers a multitude of sins. Because I am loved by God, I choose to love others. I choose to be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to wrath. I choose to forgive and to let it go. I choose to prefer others No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against me in judgment I shall condemn. No evil shall befall me, and no plague shall come near my dwelling. I am established in righteousness and am far from oppression and terror, for it shall not come near me. Sin does not reign over me, for I am not under the law, but under grace. I lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets me, And I choose to run with endurance the race that is set before me, with my eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. I receive an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Therefore, I reign in life through Jesus Christ. I choose what Jesus came to give me, life and more abundantly. I open my ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to me and live under His influence in my life. He will guide me into all truth. The same Spirit that raised my Lord Jesus from the dead lives in me. I have an anointing abiding in me and teaching me all things. Because I am anointed, I will preach the gospel where I go, in word and in deed. Signs and wonders shall follow me because I am a believer. I expect the supernatural. I expect God to use me. I have length of days, long life, and peace Through the Word of God. The Word of God has all the answers for my life. I have health because He sent His Word and healed me and delivered me from all my destruction. I will bless the Lord and remember all His benefits. He has forgiven all my sins, He has healed all my diseases, He has redeemed my life from destruction. By His stripes, I am healed. Jesus said, I have what I desire when I pray. Because I believe that I receive it. So I believe that I receive whatever it is you need. Just declare it right now. Okay. He took the limits off. So I put no limits on. I let this mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. I have the mind of Christ. I commit every thought, word, and action to bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. All my children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be their peace. He shall give his angels charge over me and my family to guard, preserve, and keep us in all our ways. The blood of Jesus cleanses us and covers our lives. Jesus is Lord of my life and all my house. Can I have a good amen? Amen. Praise God. This is all available on our website or on our app. And uh, so it takes about four minutes. Hmm? Four minutes that can change your whole day. Change your whole life. Get the word in your mouth and keep it there. Keep that strong confession of faith. Thank you, Father, for this day. This is the day that you have made. And so, Lord, we rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that the shout of a king is among us today. The shout of victory. We bless you. Thank you, Lord, for blessing every family here. And I declare great grace and peace. Be multiplied to them from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. And be gracious to you. And give you peace and all of your house in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, Please visit us online at onecostchurch.com.